Hello and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. This is episode 32, which we are recording on Friday, March 22nd. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? I'm going to talk about my socks today. And I was telling Gail that even though I often wear socks, well, pretty much all winter I wear my wool socks, but I have very, very rarely spoken about them on the podcast, even though they are often on my feet or in my drawer or out or getting washed. (laughs) Socks, my wool socks are worn a lot. And I haven't been knitting as many socks for the past couple of years because my sock drawer has been full. I go through phases where I fill the sock drawer, then I wear them for a few years, and then they all start to wear out, and then I'll have to refill the sock drawer. But today I am wearing a pair of socks called Rose's Socks, and they were written by Grumperina, and they are from an older IK interweave knits, spring 2007. Mine are knit in a trekking XXL yarn, which is one of my favorite sock yarns for two reasons. I think it's, out of all the sock yarns that I've used, it's probably the longest lasting sock yarn. My socks made out of trekking tend to last much longer than other socks. And then the second reason, because I really like the gauge that I get with it. I I think I've knit so many socks out of trekking that it's just very easy for me. I always knit it in a two millimeter needle, which is a US size zero. And I generally don't swatch. I just knit and go (laughs) on the socks because I've knit so many. What's the fat or the fiber content of that yarn? It is wool and nylon, 75% wool, 25% nylon. One skein has 459 yards, so more than enough. Oh, that's a generous put up, too. Yeah, more than enough for most socks, unless you're making big man socks. People (laughs) whose socks have fallen apart very quickly, Mm -hmm. worn through in the heel, for Mm -hmm. example, and a lot of discussion about whether it's better to knit socks in 100% merino wool or with a blend of nylon, nylon making the socks last longer. Honestly, the nylon does make the socks last longer. And there are a lot of beautiful hand-dyed 100% merino yarns out there that make beautiful garments. A lot of them I use for shawls or sweaters, something else. But But not for socks. They won't for me anyway. They don't last as long for socks. Yeah. So I just like to make, I, I really like the socks, sock yarn with nylon or silk, or bamboo, some other fiber content, which helps them last. Good to know. Yeah. And one fun thing that I've seen this week on Instagram is a lot of people have been putting up pictures of their filled sock drawers. Oh, that's cool. That's one of the reasons that made me think of socks. So I think I'm going to have to take a photo of my sock drawer and post that too. (laughs) Very nice. So, Gail, what are you wearing? Well, you did not mention what else you're wearing. Oh, I did not. Right. I'm also wearing my finished Tangled Yoke cardigan. Yay! Drum roll. Da, 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 da. She finished I, it before the deadline of the self-indulgent knit-along, but she didn't post it in the I haven't thread posted pictures. We, well, we didn't want to mess up the counting in the FO thread. So neither well, I should post there. pictures, though. Yes. But I will speak about this later in the podcast. 
Yes. What are you wearing? Well, and I also am wearing my finished Oranya sweater for the self-indulgent knit-along, which I will talk about in what I have finished also. So my what I'm wearing now is just a tease. You know what I'm wearing, but that's all you know. Okay. So moving on to what are you stocking? What am I stocking? I am stocking right now two color shawls. And I think, let's see... Because she bought two beautiful colors of Miss Babs at Stitches that I'm looking at across the table right now. They're so pretty. <laughs> I did. So actually, I should talk about the yarn I bought. I have two skeins of Miss Babs Yummy Sock Yarn. One is a solid gray and one is a slightly multicolored, got some grays, greens, pinks in there. It's really pretty. It's really pretty. I'm not sure what the name of the yarn should be because the tag says Shining City. I looked at the tag when we were at Stitches where I purchased the yarn and I thought, okay, Shining City. Every time I went around to different yarn bases, I would keep being attracted to that same yarn base and I I would look at the tags on the other yarn bases too just to check to see what the name was and across bases they all said shining city versus shining versus shining city so i thought okay shining city maybe it's a place name exactly but i came home and i looked up shining city and i have not been able to find it as a place name maybe i didn't do research enough i Interesting. don't know maybe it is supposed to be shining city and maybe it was it's a just literary reference misspelled. or something too. it could be it could be so if anybody knows what shining city is let me know i'm curious <laughs> oh and i wanted to interject the miss babs customer service story here that ellen told us the other day one of our participants in the local yarn shops social knitting on Fridays she went to buy two skeins of Miss Babs I believe it was Yowza what a skein or was it Heartland Worsted it doesn't matter she was going to go buy two skeins of a beautiful purple color and as she was standing there holding the two skeins one of the clerks walked up to her and said I can't let you buy that yarn and of course, our friend at first was somewhat taken aback. And then <laughs> the clerk said, it's because they don't match well enough. And if you're going to knit a garment or something where you're using both skeins, you're going to see the difference. So what I'd like to do is get your name and your information. I will die to specially for you that match and send them to you. And the person who was speaking to her was the founder of Miss Babs. So I thought that was an excellent customer service. Yeah, story. that was nice. Yeah, that was really nice. So she ended up with two gorgeous skeins, yeah. which is great. They were beautiful. Very thoughtful. So back to your yarn. Stocking. So I would like to make a two color shawl out of these two different yarns that I have. And I am considering, there's a couple things that I am considering. One is the Westport Wrap by Laura Ayler, which is a color block asymmetrical triangle. And by color block, I mean there's big... Giant stripes. Stripes, yeah. And it's, it's almost not even stripes because she has one, two, three, four... I think there's just four or five sections on the shawl and you can do it really any way. You don't have to follow her exact color block. 
You can even instructions. do different colors if you want. Yeah, exactly. But hers is it's slightly asymmetrical triangle, which I would like to try. I think I'm kind of... Yeah, you've been drawn to those a lot lately. I have been, yeah. and I haven't made one yet. So that's one of the possibilities. Second possibility is the Pendulum Shawl. Love it. By Amy <laughs> Miller. This one you have heard about previously because Gail knit it. And that one is only two colors, stripes. It's not triangle. Is More this like a crescent, a crescent yeah. shape? Yeah. And that one is also made out of sock yarn, too. Obviously, knit at a looser gauge, 20 stitches to 4 inches in garter stitch. And that one just looks easy to wear. And like it is easy one. to wear. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I wear it more like a scarf where I just wrap it around my neck once or twice. So it, I don't wear it yeah. more as I don't wear it as a traditional shawl. Yeah, and then the last one that I am considering, and I keep getting drawn back to this one, is called Diving In Recipe, and it is exactly what it says. It's not necessarily a strict pattern. She just gives you a technique for knitting this slightly asymmetric shawl to your taste and to your yarn. And let's see, kind of three color block sections on the sample of this one. You start out with one color and then the the main part of the shawl, you stripe the two colors, which I think is why I'm attracted to it because I really think the colors that I have are going to look nice striped since one of them is a multicolor. I think it's going to look really nice. So it's like and a then, two row stripe. Yes, exactly. And then you finish with a little pico edge, it's really which cute. I also I like. like. Yeah, so I'm, I think that one is the leading contender right now. And that one, let's see, I don't think I mentioned it's by, it's called diving in recipe and it's by Mazelle flow. And it is a free pattern available on Ravelry. And I believe it is available in English and in French. Yeah, she's got the notes in English and in French. So that one looks interesting. Looking at that, and I really want to start something because the current shawl that I'm working on, I'm just about done. Yeah, there's very little yarn left. Very little, little yarn left, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, do I need to do my bind off now? Yeah. So I'm almost there. <laughs> Gail, what are you stocking? Okay, I am stocking the new beret hat by Julia Trice, who is Mind Ooh. of Winter Designs. It's the Sola beret. Oh, S-O-L-A. Yes. I like that one too. Yes, she gifted me the pattern. She's so uh. sweet. So I am going to be knitting that in one of my cotton blend DK yarns, Yay. which I'm super excited about. And then as of this morning, I am stalking the Vanadium Cardigan by Lisa Much, or Mooch, M-U-T-C-H, who is Northbound Knitting. I purchased with Charlene in 2009, two skeins of Selac Dyes Super Boo light fingering weight yarn that I have never found anything to knit with it. And I think this oh. might be the perfect thing. Is that the yarn that says solar dyed? I think so, yes. On the label? Yeah. I think it's pronounced Kelly. It's an Irish name, so yeah. it probably is. I think it's Kelly. I think it might be Kelly. I'm not there sure. I remember there was somebody pronounced it for me once and like with Irish names. There there's we a, go. There's an unusual way to say it that isn't 
how it looks. English speakers would okay. pronounce it. That yeah. makes sense because it doesn't sound like I expect it to. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. Anyway, it's on my stash page if anyone's interested. It's a beautiful wool bamboo blend that is mostly light teals and some brown in it, which brown isn't a color I usually gravitate toward. It's kind of browns and grays, actually. Mm -hmm. And again, I just have never found a pattern That's that I thought right. would work I for it. about that. Because it's also, it's a light fingering. So there aren't very many sweaters that are designed for light fingering. Mm -hmm. And vanadium is not. It's designed for heavy fingering or sport. But I think I can do some math and figure <laughs> out how to, you know, do a swatch to get a fabric I like and then adjust the pattern okay. to fit. Yeah my gauge yeah because it's really cute it's really simple it looks like something i would wear a lot so that is brewing in the back of my head because i think that's my oldest stash yarn 2009 oh, i think so you were still living in france um or were you living I think that's over before the hill? i moved to okay. france right okay. before we moved oh, i stocked up okay. on a lot of yarn okay, before right. we moved, <laughs> thinking that i wouldn't have right. access to yarn right. abroad <laughs> so I am stocking again the Sola Beret by Julia Trice and the Vanadium Cardigan by Lisa Much. So only two things I'm stocking. That was okay. easy and quick. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you knitting? What am I knitting? I am working on, let's see. Well, I have three things that I'm working on right now. The, the project in my hand right now is called the TGV Shawl. And it, the pattern is written by Susan Ashcroft. It's a pattern that is available for purchase on Ravelry, I believe, and possibly on the designer's website. And speaking of France, TGV is the high-speed train. Right, right. And let's see, high-speed? Yes, high-speed train. Oops, I just Charlene's viewing it on her iPad in real time <laughs> but it's a very popular pattern there are 1200 projects right now as of today on Ravelry so lots of people have knit this and it is a super super fast project I was telling Gail it feels like I've only worked on this a couple of times and I'm already through the approximately 400 yards yeah. skein or so I think and it's going to be oh, medium-sized shawl I made she gives instructions for different yardages but she says roughly use approximately half your yarn for the ruffle so I knit mine by weight I just kept on my garter stitch until I had used up half my yarn by weight and the shawl I just well I decided to make this because I have seen a couple in person, and every time I see it on somebody, I think it looks really nice. It and, is really pretty. And, and it's, it's really so simple. simple. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to speak to. It's a relatively simple pattern. So if you've never made a shawl or a triangular, I guess it's not really this triangular, semi-circular, semi crescent shape, yeah. yes. If you've never made one and you want to give it a try, this would be a great simple pattern to start with. You start out in garter stitch, the increases are all yarn overs and knit front and back. The ruffle section is knit and purl and then you bind off and rib. The cast on 
is only six stitches to cast on, so it's not um, difficult if you're a new knitter and you don't want to cast on a lot of stitches. Highly recommended, easy, simple pattern. And it's really, really pretty. It is really yeah. pretty, yeah. It's one of those, like I said, there's 1,200 patterns or projects, excuse me, on Ravelry, so you can easily see what it looks like in different yarns, multis, solids, different weights of yarn very and nice what yarn are you using i am using oh i'm gonna have to find the label <laughs> rivendale farms oh thank you yes rivendale farms and it's alpaca silk has a beautiful slight halo to it alpaca 80 percent, 10 percent merino and 10 percent silk very this nice is the one that's I got in a yarn exchange, and Sally is Rivendale Farms, and this is from her alpaca. She raises alpacas, so she, that's from her alpaca named Cody. And his picture <laughs> is on the label. His picture is on the label. Yeah, it's a yarn I had never seen, never heard of before. Obviously, very small production. Yeah, she's just starting her business. Yeah, so, so it interesting fun and the yarn just feels really good so <laughs> so that's the first thing the second thing i am knitting is my entangled vines which is a pattern by alana dacos and i am knitting mine in my madeline tosh dk in the magenta colorway and i have currently separate well actually i've separated the sleeves and i have just finished the sleeves last night so pretty <laughs> it's really pretty and i remember i we mentioned it last episode i think yes. and we talked about how the confusion of the names oh the confusion of the names but also there were there was a knitter who had finished her project really quickly yeah and i have to say now that i am knitting it i totally understand it is a super fast knit really super fast i if i had just been working on, on that. that i i could see myself finishing it extremely quickly wow really really fast okay it's knit from the top down it's 18 I, th I believe it's 18 stitches to four inches so it's a relatively larger gauge which is gonna make it go quicker and it there's no shaping to the body Okay. which I'm to the point on the body where I think I am going to add just a little bit of a flare for the hips, but it's not written to have shaping. So it's just really fast, really, really fast. You can fly on that. Okay. And I am alternating skeins of my Madeline Tosh because as we mentioned, I do see a little bit of a difference, even though the four skeins that I have come from the same supposedly bag. the same bag yeah. you know madeline tosh doesn't use die lot numbers or anything like that so you pretty much just have to buy them from when they from the same bag or from the same shipment and hopefully they've all been dyed together but even even if they're dyed together they can have there's variations yeah, exactly. yeah that's just the nature of the beast and so accepting that is for me, I took the darkest skein and I started with the darkest skein at the very top, but it, I started alternating right away. I usually don't alternate right away just because you're 
increasing and starting right. on stitches mm-hmm. and it's just hard but I did start alternating pretty quickly and I've alternated I alternated all the way down the body that I've knit so far and I alternated on the sleeves and I love the look good yeah it looks love, really love, pretty love love the look so I made the only change that I've made so far is I made my sleeves just a little bit longer than the pattern called for and I'm hoping that I won't regret that and run out of yarn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I will. Because you I, said you had pretty much exact yardage. Yeah, I that. do have exact yeah. yardage. So, yeah. So, if I have to go back and make the sleeves a little shorter, it's not a total loss. But we'll see. So, that's the second thing that I'm knitting. Third thing is actually just something I'm swatching. I haven't started it yet. And it is Drops Alpaca Yarn, which Gail and I first saw in person at Stitches last year. So that would be Stitches 2012. And we saw the yarn and we saw the color selection and we both thought, oh, that's a yarn that we want to knit with someday, even though I guess Gail can't really knit that, with I it. didn't know yet that <laughs> alpaca oh, okay. was irritating okay. my skin. Okay. So. so Gail has since discovered that she is alpaca sensitive <laughs> so and will not yarn, be knitting with it. But I have been thinking about it. It's been a yarn that's been on my back burner. And even though I do not usually purchase, you guys all know that I don't like to purchase yarn mail order, but I did purchase a couple sweaters worth of this yarn mail order because I found it on sale somewhere. And having seen the colors, I kind of knew what colors I liked. So I did buy a couple sweaters worth of this yarn and I have been swatching for it. I bought a medium gray which I am going to use. I think I'm going to use it for my wall pole, oh, which okay. I have been stocking forever, forever yeah. and ever. And I have seven skeins of it, which is more than enough, I believe, for that sweater. And slight discrepancy because it's very odd because the skeins that I purchased are all labeled 200 yards. Whereas the Ravelry page lists the yarn as having 182 yards. So I have a slightly different put up up, than the one that's on Ravelry. So I'll have to see if they change it or if it might be one of those yarns that they manufacture or occasionally changes the put up for. So who knows? But those are the things that I am knitting. And how is the swatching going? Oh, Is it it's work? going. Yeah, I Excellent. think so. It come, it's really nice yarn. It feels really good. I remember when I was making my hoodie, the Diane Susie hoodie. Oh, from the Knit Red book. From the Knit Red book. A line hoodie. A line hoodie. That's it. That yarn was fifty merino, fifty alpaca, and it just felt so good knitting it. There's something about the. It just feels so good on your hands knitting it, and this yarn has the same feel to it. So oh, nice. I'm very happy. <laughs> How awesome! Yeah. So you got a medium gray, and what was the other color you got? It's like kind of a a lavender pink. <laughs> Okay. You know, the color that I always gravitate <laughs> towards. But it's okay. that color. Okay. And I was thinking of using that for the Kriya sweater by Isolde Teague, which I guess I should have talked about that in stocking, but I'm not quite stocking it yet. But I'm thinking about using that for Kriya. It's the same weight? I thought Kriya was sport weight. I think Kriya might be a little bit heavier, but this yarn I could I could I that. could make it work. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Multi-purpose yarn. <laughs> exactly. 
<coughs> excuse me still getting, getting over a cold. still getting over my cold yeah. but the other thing is i think that i had started this She's the tgv i had started i had started this because i had some more hospital time knitting in the past couple of weeks and i might have more in the next couple of weeks so if that happens walpole's going to be a good sweater to knit a lot of stock in it yeah <laughs> exactly for her dad not for herself right so. right oh that's true i should make that clear because oh i've talked about it before but yeah my dad is in the hospital again so there may be some more time and that was charlene's bird i think that was the bird i'll have to go check the bird <laughs> <laughs> why don't you start what you're knitting okay so i also have three projects on the needles and right now in my lap and in my hands is the boxy pullover by hohi locatelli which we talked about on the last podcast i'm using my beautiful new neighborhood fiber company rustic fingering in the truxton circle colorway and last episode i accidentally said that they neighborhood fiber company yarns were named after neighborhoods and parks in new york city Thank you, everybody, who corrected me. It's actually <laughs> neighborhoods and parks from Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area. And also, I think Baltimore, Maryland. I think so, too. Because yeah. that's She's where she currently... Out now. Well, yeah. that's where she lives right now, I yeah. believe. So. so, different part of our country, but equally, I mean, the colors are just phenomenal, as I said last episode. So, I'm really enjoying this. It has been my mindless knitting for when I'm on conference calls and things like that. So, I think I probably have close to eight inches of the body done, which isn't a whole lot, but it's still, you know, it's chugging right along. Yeah, it is. And it looks great. Thank you. It's The color is just so, so pretty. So you are not alternating skeins. No, I'm getting close to the end of my first ball of yarn, and mm -hmm. then I'll start alternating two rows of each to work in the new skein. Now, did you see much variation since I we were talking look. about? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look. I got so excited about the whole project. I just wound up a ball and started. Okay. Yeah, I was bad. That's fair. That's fair. And no then worries. the other two projects I'm working on, I did cast on for the Ale Wives Cowl, which oh, you were nice. stalking last yes. episode. Yes. Cowl pattern by Elizabeth Doherty, who is Blue Bee Studios on Ravelry. And it's a really fun cowl because it has different textured patterns worked into it. So... It's not just a round and around and around project. It's engaging and fun. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm using a variegated yarn I bought at Stitches. It's Miss Babs Yowza What a Skein <coughs> in the Shut the Front Door colorway, which gotta love the name. And it's really looking beautiful. The textured stitches are really doing wonders for the variegated yarn. It would also look amazing in a solid color, of course, mm -hmm. but I'm really enjoying that right now and the third project which is by far my favorite on the needles right now is the autumn's end sweater by alana dacos from her new botanical knits book i finally cast it on i knit about eight inches of body tried blocked it tried it on and ripped it out because <laughs> it was much too big Aww. i started so okay the pattern itself is bottom up it's an all-over lace pullover sweater, mm -hmm. and the sizes were 34 and 38. I'm more like a 35. Mm. So you're supposed to knit it with four inches of positive ease, so four inches bigger than your actual bust size. But I knew I wouldn't be happy with a sweater that was too, too big. So my strategy was this. Cast on for the 38-inch 
for my hips and then modify it as I went with the decreases and increases mm -hmm. back up to the 34 inch size mm -hmm. for my bust. Which seems easily doable. Well, yeah, but I did. <laughs> you have a stockinette panel on the sides of the body along your waist where yeah. all the increasing and decreasing is done. Mm -hmm. Everything else is in the lace pattern. Well, when you cast on for the next biggest size up, you're doing one extra leaf motif okay. of the lace. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I didn't even think about it. And then I just went to town with the oh. decreases in the stockinette panel. And when it came time to increase, I didn't have enough oh. stitches in that panel to do oh. the increases and make it look right. So oh. when I realized it was too big, it was almost a blessing in disguise. Because <laughs> when I ripped it out, I restarted it by... Okay, I cast on for the 34-inch size, but added 12 extra stitches into In both the of the stockinette panels. Oh, I see. So now all well, my that's decreasing. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to modify that pattern, learn from my mistake, <laughs> please, and cast on any extra or fewer stitches in that stockinette panel. Yeah. But I love this pattern. It's so much fun. The leaf motif is very easy to follow. I can't say I've memorized it because I just, lace patterns don't sink into my brain for some reason. <laughs> but once I get my bearings on the row, I don't have to refer back to the pattern. Mm -hmm. So it's going really quickly. So I recast it on maybe five days ago and I'm already through the whole body. So you knit from the cast on up to the underarms, then you put it aside and knit the sleeves and then you join it all together in the yoke and you do raglan decreases to shape the yoke to finish the sweater. So I am going to knit a couple of hats for gifts and then start my sleeves. Yay. So I'm really, really excited. <laughs> it's beautiful too. I'm using Madeline Tosh MCN Sport in the Well Water colorway and this yarn is heavenly. I just love it. It's one of those projects where every time I pick it up, I'm happy and I smile and I just want to knit and knit and knit and not well, do anything else. that's good. That's yes. a good thing. I'm really enjoying it. So thank you, Alana, for a fabulous pattern. And we are going to be reviewing the Botanical Knits book later in this episode. Yeah. So hang tough if you're interested. <laughs> we know it's been reviewed in a lot of podcasts recently, so we're going to do a different take on our review, just so that you know. So now, what have you finished since our last episode? Okay, I have not finished a lot because I've been working on the big projects. I have been trying to finish my tangled yoke. And, which you did. Which I did. Can so we that, tell them the story about how we finished within yeah, we should. of each other? <laughs> we should. This was weird, yeah. you guys. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so I will give you the saga about all the finishing work on my sweater when it's my turn. But Charlene texted me on Saturday and I didn't even read the text because I was painstakingly hand sewing in my zipper. When I was done with my final hand stitch on my zipper... I opened the text message and she said she was sewing on her buttons. So I texted her and I said, I just literally finished sewing in my zipper. Not more than 30 seconds later, she texted back and said, I just sewed on my last button. We literally finished within seconds of each it other. Was it was so, really, really weird. That was really weird. That was funny though. That was funny. That, you know, little long camaraderie. That, but you and I have that weird like knitting psychic we going do. so often. We do. So, Tangled Yoke. I finished it Yay! just like Gail. 
And we finished it just in time for the warm weather. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yet we're both wearing it today. Yes, we are. And it's a, it's almost a little warm to be wearing. It's one of those days where you go in the shade and it's cool, but you go in the sun and you get warm and you want to take off your sweater. So mm-hmm. whatever it's worth, I'm wearing mine today. We so, had to wear it to record. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So sadly, I suspect this one is going to get put away probably soon put away for next fall yep we barely had any wet weather during our actual winter yeah sorry for Um, all of you who are suffering the cold (laughs) and the snow right now now that it's spring i don't know if we're gonna get that rain you know we're supposed to have spring showers i don't know if we're gonna get that we'll see but i'm hoping that we will get some and if we do get some maybe we'll get to wear our sweaters yes i'm hoping yes i'm hoping and the other thing that i have finished is two more hats which i believe will probably become halo hats probably go to halos of hope they were both of these hats actually were partially knit while i was in the hospital waiting room when i was staying with my dad or with my mom in the waiting room and in my dad visiting my dad who had to go back to the hospital unexpectedly and they are both knit in that leftover merino stretch which is great yarn, soft enough for chemo caps, and I'm actually already hoping to get some more if I can. I really like that yarn, and even though it's discontinued, I'm going to be stocking some stashes on Ravelry again. Cool. <laughs> I, re- I think it's great for chemo caps because yeah. it is so soft. So, yeah, I'm going to be knitting a chemo cap like I have to cast on today for it. Mm. And it's a woman who she has two small kids and a lot of us are also knitting a correlating or not matchy matchy totally, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some type of corresponding hat for either oh. the daughter or the son. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And I didn't even think that I have the gray merino stretch that might work better for the hat I'm thinking of oh. than the DK twist I was going to use. Oh, cool. yeah. I'm glad it's, you mentioned it's that. It's great. So that's all I have finished. Although I will say that the Tangled Yoke is a major finishing project. Yeah, did you have so. <laughs> anything that you wanted to tell us about that project? Um, well, I need to take pictures. Hopefully we'll take some pictures while Gail is here. It came out beautifully. I think it came out great. It's really, really I'm really pretty. happy with it. You know, it's it's the culmination of many, many years of staring at this pattern and thinking, <laughs> I should make that sweater someday. I really want to make that sweater. And I knit it pretty much to spec. I don't think I changed anything up on the pattern. I may have knit the sleeves ever so slightly longer because I kind of like a little bit of bunchiness on the wrist. And then it's got a long ribbed cuff, which I can also fold up. But the pa- it came out pretty much like I wanted it's it to. It's beautiful. It really and I, is got these little shiny blingy lavender heart buttons that are so cute <laughs> which kind of enliven the sweater but i've had really nice comments about it i've I'll been bet. wearing it i wore it to the yarn store yesterday and i got some nice comments so i'm very happy with it very very happy yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Thank you. It makes me want to knit one, maybe. <laughs> that is added, yeah. maybe. <laughs> one of one of my coworkers wants to knit one now too. I, I think it's a great pattern. It's it's classic. Yeah, it looks like one of those timeless pieces that you could Ex- pretty much exactly. it would last forever. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't think that it will be going out of style. Yeah, so. it's not trendy in right, any way. Right. Exactly. 
exactly. It's classic, but it's contemporary. So yeah. And how about you? All right. What so did you finish? <laughs> I'm gonna do orange at the end, but I okay. also finished the alibi cowl, which I mentioned briefly last episode. Mm-hmm. It's a pattern by Tamara, who is T Shep on Ravelry. Great pattern. I really enjoyed it. It has some cables and it's a bib shape, so it covers the front of your chest and around your neck. Very unique shape from the cows that I typically knit, so I enjoyed that. And I finished the Alicia Mitts, which is a pattern by Erin B., who is the co-hostess of the Double Knit Podcast. And those were really fun to knit as well. Also have some cabling on the back of the hand. And both of those projects I knit in Cascade 220 Quattro. And very nice base to work with. I think they will be long-wearing mitts and a long-wearing cowl because of the sturdiness of the yarn. Mm -hmm. I haven't blocked them yet. And I think that blocking will help soften it too. Mm -hmm. Because the cowl on me is just a bit scratchy. So I'm looking forward to the difference when I soak that in a bunch of rapture. And make it smell like Jimmy Jasmine <laughs> in addition to softening it up. So those both, I enjoyed those patterns a lot. The Alicia Mitts, that is a free pattern on Ravelry. So if you're interested in some free, quick knitting up mitts, they went really quickly. Nice. I think two evenings and one of the evenings I told Charlene last week when I saw her, I was finishing them up in the shop in the Friday morning social knitting mm-hmm. group. They should have been finished the night before, but I was so having so much fun with the cables and cruising along (laughs) that I was counting, you know, to make sure I had enough cables on the second mitt to match the first mitt when I realized I forgot to do the thumb gusset (laughs) and tear back a couple inches of mitt. It was one of those like slap your palm on your forehead kind of things. Oh my gosh. Well, it's easy to do because you just get your... You just get going. Yep. You, you get Cruising into the around groove. And around and yeah. around and you're loving yeah. how it's looking. Yeah, and then you realize, exactly. oh, I forgot something <laughs> totally really something, important. Totally something I would do. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than, you know, besides the user error, the pattern is fabulously written, very easy to follow, and free, which is always good. So, as you already know, I also finished my Oranya, which is <laughs> like just a monumental feat in my own personal opinion now that I've been through it. (laughs) Couple of lessons that I learned along the way. First of all, not only read a knitting pattern from front (laughs) to the end before you start the pattern. Everybody says you should do that. I did read the pattern. I really did. What did you miss? I didn't miss anything. The second part of what I learned, not only read the pattern, understand exactly what you're undertaking when you read the pattern. (laughs) So when it says things like, knit a facing. Know what that means before before you think you're done because I don't know how many of you listening think that when you're done knitting a sweater, you're done with a sweater, right? It's like, wow, I finished my knitting. I'm done. Well, often sweaters do have button bands or a collar. Well, this one, yeah. This, this one, one had, had a lot. so much finishing work. <clears throat> I I was telling my husband last week as I was finishing sewing in the zipper, I may never wear the sweater or at least not for several months because I'm so sick of looking at it. So, so finishing it at the end of the cold weather may be a good thing because you'll pull it out at the start of the cold weather this year. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because I do love it. I must say, I really, really love it. It's beautiful. The color work was phenomenal. It fits really well. I'm really, really happy with the Mm -hmm. end sweater. Mm -hmm. Super happy with it. The other thing I learned is something that 
I already knew, but it was just refreshed in my memory. I am a knitter. I am not a finisher. And a lot of the techniques you needed to use on this sweater involved hand stitching. Hmm. And I'm not as good at hand stitching as I am at knitting. So there was a lot of paranoia for me not wanting my finished sweater to look sloppy because my finishing work mm -hmm. was sloppy. Right. You know, I'd done all this great knitting. It looked beautiful. I didn't want to blow it with sloppy right. finishing work. Right. So the steak. Steaking is easy, you guys. All of the nerve-wracking sensations that we have as knitters of cutting our knitting in half, no-brainer. It was totally simple to do. I did, if you've seen my pictures, I did get my husband to machine stitch the edges <laughs> of my steak so that the yarn would not unravel. Did you put the pictures on your project page? They're on my project page okay. and in the thread. Okay. So yeah, my husband grimaced thread. for us. I said, okay, I've got to take a picture of you doing this. So he put on a grimace face. You know <laughs> that he was not enjoying it necessarily. But a tip that I've learned since knitting the sweater, if you're ever going to do steak stitches, so if you don't know what a steak is, if you are knitting a colorwork sweater in the round, basically you're carrying the yarn with you as you go to do the colorwork, stranded colorwork or fair isle colorwork. And if you're knitting a cardigan, to knit back and forth with colorwork would be almost impossible. It would be messy, it would be no fun. Right. So the technique is to do a cardigan in the round. So you're actually knitting, knitting a tube and there are a specific number of stitches called the steak stitches, which is where you are going to cut your sweater open to turn it into a cardigan. And there are different techniques for basically sealing off those steak stitches so that when you cut, your yarn doesn't unravel. So because my yarn is a slick yarn and it wasn't going to grab itself and hold because of the fiber, I used a machine steak, which worked very well. Now the tip that I have learned is to put a purl stitch on either side of your steak stitches so that when it's time to sew down your steak, you have the purl bump to follow. So great tip, wish I had known that before I started, but mm -hmm. of course I didn't. That makes sense. Yeah, excellent tip. Thank you, Shannon and Carol. And Carol, who is CDN Carol on Ravelry, you are my hero. She, did, <laughs> she knit orange as well for the self-indulgent knit along. She was a couple steps ahead of me the whole time. Oh, so you so she would do the research and she'd she tell me yeah. what to do. So it was awesome. Thank you so much, Carol. So Mike sewed down the steak stitches, both sides. I cut them with the, scissor, with the scissors. Very simple. I was paranoid that it was still going to unravel even with the machine stitch just because... Of course. Yeah, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Right. So next step was to pick up stitches to knit the facing because, of course, when you cut your stitches you have these raw edges showing. Mm -hmm. So when you pick up stitches and knit a facing, you're basically pulling that facing over those ugly stitches and then sewing it down to the sweater. So my zipper bands are bulky because there is the topmost layer, which is the color work layer that's public facing. Right. I picked up and knit an I-cord border. So I have an I-cord edge on the front of the sweater. Then I picked up and knit on the inside and knit a facing. So I have <laughs> the layer of public side knitting. In the center, I have my steaked unraveling stitches. Right. And then on the back side, I have my pretty facing, which mm -hmm. is just a nice knit strip that I then tacked down inside the sweater. Mm -hmm. 
So that's finishing step one. Finishing step two for me was to do a zipper. I chose to do a zipper instead of buttons, which this pattern does call for buttons. So putting in the zipper was a huge task. And of course you want your color work pattern to match up. So when you're putting in the zipper, you have to be very careful that things match up. There is an excellent tutorial by Bon Marie Burns, who is Chic Knits on Ravelry. And I will give that to Charlene to hopefully link to it in the show notes, but it's also the link to it is in my project notes. Okay. Excellent tutorial, which I followed very carefully. And the plan was to machine stitch down my zipper. Well, my husband was going to do that machine stitching as well. And let me give you an example of what my husband sounds like when he's machine stitching. Oh no! Oh my gosh! I think the needle stuck. Oh no! Did it snag? Oh my gosh! And I, of course, am standing there. My hair is standing on end. I'm sweating bullets. I just, you know, I have no control over what he's doing. And I'm I'm having visions of just yarn flying. And so he tried twice. And I'm imagining you guys going through this. That's why I'm chuckling. Yeah, because we were I wouldn't along want very to be well. there. <laughs> By the end of attempt number two, which we were foolish enough to try at about six o'clock on Friday night. He said, we shouldn't be doing this right now. And I said, oh, let's just try. So anyway, all day Saturday, I spent hand sewing in the zipper. <laughs> I finally said, you know, this is not worth the stress it's causing. Yeah. I would rather spend four extra hours, which I did, hand sewing it in than have to sit here and listen to you panic when I can't even see what's going on. Right. So I have no idea what kind of damage you're doing. So that's how all the finishing took place. Several hair-raising minutes there. And I never did say on the podcast the other hair-raising moment I got. We went to the gym one morning. My husband met me at the gym. And he often, when he goes to the gym, turns on our little automatic vacuum cleaner, which is called a Roomba. They are awesome because they do a really good job. But usually when he turns Roomba on, he makes sure that there are no pieces of yarn dangling off the table or he closes the door to the bedroom if I'm blocking something, for example. We walked back in the house. We had just come back from a yoga class. So we're relaxed and at peace and smiling. I walked in the front door and the first thing I see on the floor in front of the door is Roomba and my Oranya sweater underneath the vacuum, all wrapped up inside the vacuum. <laughs> Oh, I cannot tell you how loud I screamed and what expletives came out of my mouth. I, I immediately walked across the house and said, I hope you can fix that because I can't even look. And he did. He fixed it. There was like one little pill spot on the collar, but I had just finished the last three color row and the last vertical braid. So it was heart stopping. I cannot believe that gail had posted this story in our ravelry group somewhere and i jaw dropped to the floor unbelievable i cannot believe that the sweater came away with no damage neither can i i was so grateful yeah so very happy so that was the other hair raising moment with the sweater one other thing i learned that i want to pass on to anyone who ever is going to do a vertical or latvian braid in knitting it involves crossing two colors of yarn over one another around a whole row and then uncrossing them the whole next row. If you're going to do a Latvian braid for more than 15 or 20 stitches, put your yarn across the room from you, unwind enough yarn to reach you where you're knitting, and as you go in the Latvian braid, pull those two strands of yarn together 
to push the twist back towards the skeins that are across the yeah, room from I liked you. that tip. That was yeah. a good tip. Yeah, Ann Weaver told me about that, the designer, when we met her at Stitches. My friend Carol told me. Crucial tip, because there were like 300 stitches in the Latvian braid, the first one, and that's a lot of twist in your yarn. Yeah. So if you don't know to do that, it's a miserable nightmare, especially because you sit there and you unwrap the skeins from each other, but then the next round, you're twisting it the other way. Yeah. So if you've put the skeins across the room from you and done that technique where you're pulling the twist down towards the skeins... When you go back on the next row, it unwinds from itself. So Perfect. that's the tip if you're ever doing a Latvian or vertical braid in your All knitting. Right. So those are the traumas that I learned with Aranya. Hopefully you guys <laughs> learned something from it as well. But again, I do absolutely love, love, love yeah. the end product. We both love our new sweaters. We do. Despite the fact that they took us a long time. A long time. time. <laughs> yeah, this one literally took me like three and a half months. Well, we both went through phases and we couldn't figure out why we didn't we both wanted these sweaters but we yeah. both went through just we didn't want to work on them yeah we kind of so, lost our mojo uh, yeah. on them for a while yeah you know it, and for me i was thinking about it i partially it's just whatever turns into obligation knitting for a knit along automatically loses its shine <laughs> see and i didn't have that phenomenon i think different for me that's what happens okay. so <laughs> For me, it was different techniques that were intimidating yes. me, so I yeah. kind of slowed down I on could, it. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So, But now I've done all those techniques, yeah. and I've learned a lot, yeah. so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's great. And this episode, we'd like to review Botanical Knits, which is the new book by Alana Dacos, and it has been reviewed on many podcasts recently. <laughs> so Charlene and I are going to do a different type of review Instead of going through the book front to back, because you can hear that review on many other podcasts, we'd like to talk about it from the perspective of patterns we have already knit, are currently knitting, and plan to knit in the near future. Yeah, and we both picked up the hat patterns right away, because we've both been knitting quite a few hats recently, and the, one, the first one that I knit is called the Forest Floor. And it's somewhat of a slouchy hat, I guess you would call it. And let's see if I can open that. Yeah, a slouchy little hat. It was very quick. I think for me, if I knit it again, I think I'm going to have to end up making it a little bit taller because it wasn't quite slouchy enough for me because I think I have a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah, that impacts it. <laughs> that impacts it. But the nice thing about it was you know you just go through this chart, you knit through the chart, and you're done. That's yeah. kind of nice. Nothing to repeat. <clears throat> but I liked it a lot, and it was a super cute little hat. And, and I've knit, already knit two of the knit hats. you two, yeah. I knit the Oak Trail Cloche, which I adore, and that's the one I knit it for a friend in France and sent it immediately but before I blocked it, I tried it on, and my husband and my son both said, that's the prettiest hat you've ever knit, Mommy. <laughs> so that one is going to be in my near future to knit again and keep it for myself, since that first one went away as a gift. Very interesting knit, because you are doing some cool things with the brim and the leaf that's mm -hmm. in that particular, it's an oak leaf, as the name implies. Really enjoyed it. Also a pretty quick knit. So that was the first one. And the second one was the Pressed Leaves Beret. So different style mm -hmm. of hat. As the name implies, it has a raised leaf motif. 
in the beret. So she's done a really clever, beautiful job of working those leaves in. And then as you get towards the decreases in the crown, it all comes together very beautifully. And I really enjoyed both of those hats, the knitting of both of them. You do have to refer to the pattern, but it's charted and written out. So you have both options and it just was an enjoyable, fun, pattern to follow in yeah. both of the hats that because was... the cloche you have the pattern in the beginning and then you knit the crown so you're just doing mm -hmm. straight up stockinette with decreases and the beret you had the brim cast on is ribbed and then the rest of the hat is patterned so a reverse of the patterning but still they were just her charting is beautiful too yeah very that easy was, to follow that's what I was going to mention too I thought that it was really easy to follow great pattern i didn't have any problems or any questions with it yeah it i didn't have a single question it's very very clearly written yeah yeah i thought i i would totally agree with that and as for knitting level of knitting ability just be comfortable reading charts and yes i think you'll, you'll although do again she provides the row by row written instructions oh, in that, addition to okay. the charts yeah so you have both options available but her charts are perfectly crystal clear. And she also, the book itself, beautiful photography, beautiful references, and it's just a gorgeous book. I actually purchased yeah. the, I pre-ordered the hard copy book. And for a limited time, if you do that, you also get the ebook for free, but that's only for a limited time. So if you're interested in getting both, then there is a limited time in order to do that without having to purchase them both separately. I think all ordering is done through her botanicalknits.com website. And what else did I want to say about the book itself? Um, oh, the photography. Tracy and Barb interviewed her for mm -hmm. the two knitlet chicks mm -hmm. at Stitches, and they asked about the model and why she looked so serious in all the pictures. Alana said that she had asked this woman to model for her about a year before the book was going to be ready for mm -hmm. photography. And the girl agreed, and they hadn't really kept in touch. And Alana ran into her a couple weeks before the pictures, and she had just gotten braces. Mouth surgery. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the reason for the serious appearance the of the models. Model. They, were, yes. they were keeping her mouth closed <laughs> to hide all of the reconstruction the hardware, going on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little yeah. tidbit for the book. And then I am also currently working on the Entangled Vines cardigan, which you heard me speak about a little bit about before. S simple, quick pattern. I think this is probably, out of all of the sweaters, I don't know, maybe I would call it the most basic. The most straightforward. Yeah, which is largely the kind of sweater I gravitate towards but just beautiful with the cabling pattern that goes down both of the sleeves it kind of dresses it up a little bit takes it out of the realm of every day i think that's what i'd say across the board about alana's patterns is that she tends to put in just enough patterning so that all of her designs hats mitts shawls mm -hmm. sweaters stand out and you could almost look at them and know it was an alana pattern mm -hmm. because of the I don't want to call it a whimsical use of, of patterning, but a feminine touch to it. Hmm. So I think that's just one of her signature looks, and I mm -hmm. adore it. Mm -hmm. And let's see, I think that the sweaters, there is, there's four. 
Right. And there's the entangled binds is top down. So you knit, start at the collar, cast on and increase for the sleeves and the body, and then you knit the body and the sleeves in tubes from the top down. But there's bottom up construction and then My I think one of them is, is in pieces. pieces. Yep. So there's a variety of construction methods to use variety of yarns and um i also wanted to mention that the size range was fairly generous yes, as well i agree i believe that they all start approximately 34 or less inch there are some that are 32 okay and 30s, so approximately low 30s and i believe they all go to approximately 58 60 yeah very yeah great so range there's of there's sizing. a nice range of sizes in there which is Fabulous. I also appreciate that she tells you what yarn she used for the sample, and mm -hmm. then she gives a specific yarn substitution gives suggestion. Alternates. Yeah. Um, I also like that she says how much ease approximately yes. she recommends, and I believe she also mentions how much ease is shown on the model, which is really helpful to me. I yeah, like to that me as well because right. I like my sweaters to fit a certain way. And then when you see it pictured a certain way, it's very helpful in selecting your own size to know how to achieve the look that you see the model wear. I totally so agree with that. I like that a lot. I, you know, as much information as you can give to the knitter is great. Yes. I'm, I'm all, all for that. <laughs> and of course, I'm also knitting Autumn's End. That originally was supposed to be a knit along with my new friend Megan who's co-host of the Stockin' at Zombies, but she smoked me. She was so much faster than I was, and then I had to rip mine out. So <laughs> hers is gorgeous, though. The few finished versions on Ravelry are just so pretty. It's so... It just pushes me to want to only knit that, even yeah. though I have all these other things <laughs> I'm supposed to be knitting. But I would happily just be knitting Autumn's End constantly if I had oh, my choice. Okay. So that's... Between us, that's two of the four sweaters. And do you three of the four hats. Do no, you? Are there only three hats? One, two. I think that may be all of the hats. I think that's all the yeah. hats. Yeah. Now, the two other sweaters, Buds and Blooms and Twigs and Willows, would you make either of those? Yes. The I think Buds I would do. Buds and Blooms. <laughs> is that the one with the cute little leaf motif along the collarbone? Buds. Let's see. Buds and Blooms is the one with the shawl collar. Okay, so Twins and, and Willows. And the really cute pocket details. Mm -hmm. And Twigs and Willows is the one that has the, the yoke detail. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to knit next. Oh, okay. Besides okay. knitting another Oak Trail cloche for myself. <laughs> Although I also have... The spring foliage mitts, I already mm -hmm. have a skein of yarn wound and the pattern printed and all of that ready to go, oh, okay. but I haven't had the ability to cast on for that yet, mm -hmm. but I love those mitts. They yeah. have the pretty patterning yeah. around the thumb. So that's another one that will be on my needles fairly soon-ish. Yeah. So the mitts, there's also a shawl, a cowl. And socks. Yes, she has a so very there's a nice variety, variety. Yeah. <laughs> of leaf motifed items. I think of the 12 patterns that are in the book, I for sure will knit at least eight of them. I will end up knitting quite a few too, especially if I 
end up knitting a couple of the sweaters, which mm -hmm. I'm hoping to do. And I don't even know which one I, out of the three, I've started one, and out of the three remaining ones, I haven't even decided which one I would knit first or next. Well, I'm waiting for you to finish Entangled Vine so I can try it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I already, I know somebody else at the local yarn store who purchased the individual pattern at Stitches and she's going to be knitting in Entangled Vines. Alana did have a small selection of individual patterns oh, for that. sale. I didn't even notice. Yeah, at, at Stitches and I think I think she said that was the only place she was going to offer them. Okay. But that one, and she had that sample right out in right. the booth, so I think it was popular. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it was so pretty. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I already definitely. have stash yarn that I've that I've uh, decided on for twigs and willows, so nice. I'm excited about that one. But yeah, in general, the book is beautiful to look at. It's functional as an ebook. I have not seen the printed book, but that's the... not available. I don't think until oh, May. okay, yeah, okay, it's a pre-order, but. I like the functionality of the PDF, the fact that in her table of contents you can click, go right to a pattern, the fact that there's a nice index at the bottom of the PDF when you're viewing it and you can jump to anywhere in the book. There's a Ravelry button for each oh, pattern right. that you can click right. to go straight to right. Ravelry to see the potter, pattern, pattern <laughs> page that was project and pattern put together. So it's a nice direct link to see what others have knit right. for that project. And then the yarns are also linked. You can link. You can click on a link to a yarn and have it take you right to the yarn manufacturer's website so that you can look at color charts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nice. That's very nice. So I like all the added functionality of the PDF. I think that that is a great way to take advantage of the technology that is available to Absolutely, us. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't think I have any ebooks that are quite that technologically mm. cool. Yeah, you know? I think definitely it's probably the way things are headed, and I hope that more book companies and book authors will offer PDFs along with the purchase of a book. Yep, I agree. And it's also, I think, cool from a small business owner's perspective. She basically self-publishes everything, and she does her own shipping, and she she's like a one-stop shop. And she was <laughs> the same for the Coastal Knits book that she and Hannah Fettig did together. Mm -hmm. So I, as a knitter, and as a woman, and as a small business person, really like to support people like Alana and the other pattern designers out there and the other indie dyers and things like that who we're all looking for ways to support our family doing the things we love. And when you find someone who's doing it really well, I just love supporting that. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. Hats off to you, Alana. Definitely. So I think for both of us, four needles up. <laughs> Absolutely. I highly recommend the book. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I'm super definitely. happy with it. Check it out. And if you have not seen any of the patterns yet by some strange you know <laughs> absence you of ravelry yeah. yeah definitely go online and look at them and have a look you'll you i think you'll be happy yes absolutely and oh i forgot to mention too that when i purchased the i pre-ordered the hard copy book you get a coupon to get the ebook for free on ravelry and you also get coupons for a 
percentage off four other of her patterns that are individually oh, okay. available on Ravelry. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So thanks again, Alana, for letting us review the book. And she did give us an electronic, an ebook version to give away on a future episode. Oh, yay. Yeah, very cool. Yay. I forgot so, about that. So yeah. thank you, Alana. We will figure out how to a do way that. to do that. All right. So last thing to wrap up the episode, self-indulgent. I can't even speak. I was so excited. Self-indulgent knit-along winners. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we had over 150 projects entered, which is wow. awesome. That is. And we had eight prizes. So I randomly picked eight between the numbers of two and 195 because we did have more posts than projects. I did have to delete mm. several, but the winners are number 48, Wendy Liu, who is Wendy from Colorado, who knit some fingerless mitts that were really pretty. Number 63, G-L-D-E-L-X, who is Melinda Vermeer, who was the designer of my Aurora Australis oh, wow. shawl. She won. She knit her sweet tomato heel socks that were really pretty. Oh, okay. Number 97, who is Quixotic Pixels, Amy, oh. who we met at Stitches. <laughs> She knit a rose red beret that she said was inspired by mine, so that was very sweet. Number 121, who is Reiki. Anne is her real name, and she lives in the UK. She knit a reading shawl, which was her own pattern, and that was very pretty, very stripy. Number 33, who is Jana Nav, who is Jana from Seattle, and she knit the Ellison Bay shawl. Oh, Number you know, I've met her. She really? came in. She came into the shop one day. Oh, is that who came? I to believe visit? so. I think so. I would have to double check, but I. She has long blonde hair. I in think her so. It, I'm, I apologize if I got that wrong, but I think I have. Met oh, her. that's cool. Very cool. <laughs> Number eight, who was Evanston Michelle? Who oh, is wow. Michelle from Evanston, Illinois? She knit the brickless shawl. She also is the she awesome donator <laughs> of a prize for the knit along. So we'll make sure she doesn't wins. get her own prize. <laughs> <laughs> Number 57, who is Hop Loppity. Real name is Carol, who lives in Portola Valley, California, which is where my husband grew up. Oh. She knit the checkerboard socks, which were pretty cool pattern. And number eight is number 174, who is Skin Ui, S-K-I-N-O-U-Y-E, who is Susan from Idaho. And she knit a cowl where she spun the yarn using her drop spindle. Oh, wow. So I believe she spun it, dyed it, and knit oh my the gosh. cowl. So pretty cool <laughs> that she won for someone who is multi-talented in all facets of the yeah, fiber world. definitely. So thank you, everybody who participated. Thank you yes. so much for everybody who donated a prize. And congratulations to all eight of you. I will be in touch to let you know which prize you won. And... I can't wait till we do another one. I really hope everybody loves their projects. Me too. I love my sweater. Well, and there I were love some my sweater. Gorgeous things that people knit. Some seriously gorgeous stuff. So I'm just thrilled with the participation and the results and everything. Is that the sound of the wind? It's if you... a. If there was just a huge gust of wind. My window. That's why I'm looking over there. My window is closed and I can see my curtain moving. So, <laughs> so if you heard that gust on the mic. So I believe that is it for this episode. Oh, there was one little thing I had to say. We were going over our Stitches highlights. Oh, yes. Episode. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know how I forgot. One of my huge highlights was having my mom there. Oh, yeah. My mom came and joined <laughs> us for just a very brief time on Saturday and it was 
awesome. Yeah. It was really, really fun. Yeah. So thanks, Mom. Yeah. That was fabulous. My mom usually comes to Stitches, but since my yeah. dad hasn't been doing well health-wise, she was unable to participate this year. Hopefully so next, next year. year. Hopefully, yes. exactly. We should get all four yeah. of us together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Super fun. <laughs> okay, thank you, everybody, for hanging in there for this episode. We appreciate you listening. Yes. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Until we are back again. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.